The Halo universe is filled with wonder, mystery, and fascinating discoveries around every corner. With so much to explore, four friends decided it was about time that they boot up the consoles and discuss this universe that has grabbed their attention since childhood. Jumperscape Audio kindly welcomes you to join them in the library. Ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Library, the show going into Halo lore that's just cool enough that you're sticking around week to week. At least, we hope so. Joining me today is Shane and James. Uh, a little bit of an address before we get started today. Uh, unfortunately, Bryant is going to be making a leave from the show. Uh, he has decided that it's it's a little bit of a challenge currently in the way in how things are fitting out in his life currently to be on the show. We understood completely. So we've just moved on past that. And now it's just going to be the three of us going forward. Occasionally, Brian will be making appearances, especially in episodes that he's already recorded with us. But for the time being, it will just be us three. So, uh, before we get started today, uh, how, how are you? How are you guys? I am Tired, doing alive. wonderful, just absolutely fantastic. Wow. Wow. You- <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> a, little bit of a, a little bit of a polarity going on there. <laughs> well, here, let's let's see if I can if I can ruin your night. Tonight we're gonna be talking about the office of naval intelligence oh Oh, boy what does that entail oh you know the horrible atrocities that humanity is capable of doing whenever they have absolute power and the technology to do whatever they want wow that's so crazy glad glad nothing like that would ever happen in real life (laughs) not no this is definitely like it's not like science fiction is highly rated because it's a commentary on the modern world half the time yeah, that'd be ridiculous. It's about yeah. cool that space lasers. That, like, who would even, like, uh, surely there is no such thing as, like, giant, like, who would even think of giant rods in space? I I think of giant rods in space. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the library. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be an easy thing to talk about. Simply because... I mean, first of all, their history is spacious. And then once you get to their actual real modern time, like game era, it's so much. There's so much to them. So first of all, we'll just go all the way back to when they were founded. The original factoid of when they were around, because there's going to be a quiz at the end of the show. The Office of Naval Intelligence was founded in 2178. 2178. You have do you have an article pulled up, Shane? I do sure have, do. <laughs> oh, I no, sure this do. guy thinks he's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying, man. I'm I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> you know, I I appreciate it. Well, here's the fun part. This is when we actually immediately after this factoid, uh, because I am following the the Halopedia timeline because it probably is the best timeline. And it's very succinct. So I'm just following that. So I don't have to worry about going off of my own notes, Um, which shout out to uh, to uh, CIA three nine one in the uh, in the discord server. He's a real cool guy, really helping us out, figuring out all the facts and stuff. He's our Halopedia liaison. And by liaison, I mean, he's like really high up in the Halopedia tiers or whatever. I don't know. I just know that he edits a lot of them and he's behind the most of the articles apparently, or at least a lot, a huge chunk. I don't want to make any other Halopedia editor mad or anything. So I'm trying to, to pay homage to this guy without <laughs> making it seem like he does it all himself. <clears throat> so the office of naval intelligence, he does it all himself. That's what he told us that. No, I no, I didn't James. I didn't say that. <laughs> so what one of the first things that the office of naval intelligence ever worked on was orion that's like og spartan stuff uh orion didn't really work 
but it also kind of did. So first of all, it was just overall a failure just because it didn't really like there wasn't much to it. There wasn't a, a decent plan involved or anything like that. It was just kind of let's see if we can increase our combat effectiveness in our soldiers. Let's see if we can get some guys to, you know, juice up a little bit and become awesome. The only one that's really of note, of course, is Sergeant Avery Johnson. We love him. And he's technically a Spartan by relation for that reason. But uh, yeah, Johnson was I mean, his his repertoire after he got injections. I mean, the dude is awesome. Like if you actually read some of the novels that he's in. I mean, the dude is brutal. Every single novel that he's in, he's just, he gets done every single time. Now, he, correct me if I'm wrong, but he did have uh, some level of augmentations, correct? Or did he not? So, like, this entire thing that I've just been talking about was about, like, Johnson having <laughs> augmentations. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm just making sure. I, I'm just making sure I'm, I'm on the same page. I mean, you might be a couple pages back. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he's literal page because now he's on the Halopedia following along. <laughs> no. So... Sergeant Avery Johnson was juiced and he did a lot of cool things after he was juiced. That's the, that's the summary of what I've just covered there. Just to make sure you're all on the same page. Mostly. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm here now. I'm here. Okay. I'm here now. I'm here okay, now. good, good, good. So anyway, on to their atrocities. Um, So, you know, what? before we get to their atrocities, you know, the, the meaty bits, the good part. I may I mean, the horrible, terrible stuff they've done. Uh. Oni is getting slowly expanded as time goes on, thanks to the new lore updates. And honestly, I'm a huge fan of that by itself. So they have different sections. Uh, I think we might have talked about the sections in the past, but I kind of want to just cover it just to make sure that it's completely taken care of here. Uh, So first of all, section zero. These guys are the the internal affairs. So, you know, if something's going on with one of the other sections, section zero pulls up and it's like basically an Oni watching Oni. Although the thing is, is that all the other sections are aware of section zero existing. So they usually just use section zero to kind of subvert the other sections. It's kind of hilarious because it just turns into section versus section pranks, basically. Then but, at that you know, point, who checks section zero? Like if section zero is keeping all the other sections sections in check, who's checking them? Well, supposedly you would think it would be either their AI, which they have quite a few of, or at the very least, you could probably say like Parangoski, the lady in charge. Like she probably keeps an eye on everything. So it's like zero is made out of some pretty high class Oni operatives. Like they, they are supposed to be like the best of the best for that particular reason for surveillance and uh, strategy and all that. But it's still Oni across the board. So that's why it's like zero is a little bit more useless than they should be. Um, Section one, they are the, you could probably say that they're all about intelligence, espionage, that sort of thing. Uh, they, they're the ones that would be keeping track of the covenant, where they're going, how they're moving. Uh, they would be the ones that would be evacuating colony worlds if there was time. Cause you know, sometimes they were just like, it's too late for them. You know, that, that whole vibe. Uh, and then lying to other colonies that it's not the covenant and it's insurrectionists. Well, actually that part is section three, but we're not there yet. Actually, no, it'd be section two. So we are there. It's section two, Shane. See, section two is the propaganda branch. That's the guys who are like, no, dude, there's nothing going on out there. It's just, it's just quirky little dudes running around being all mean and stuff. We're dealing with them. Don't worry about it though. If you see a giant purple ship in the sky though, if you see a purple ship in the sky though, I'm just saying, you <laughs> never heard be. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might, it might be too late. Yeah. Insurrectionists, <laughs> man, look at their new technology they got, bro. And it's not like, it's not like anyone who got visited by the covenant could like come out and be a whistleblower and be like, hey, there's f- aliens glassing our sh- <laughs> not people. 
<laughs> they're lying because the Covenant didn't take prisoners despite the Halo TV show. Well, we don't really talk about the TV show. We don't really need to, per se. Although Good. we're going Good. to eventually. And by that, I mean we already did. How is that? Totally yep. didn't already we do already. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those, it was one of those special episodes. You will, listen, listener, you'll understand why we have to work ahead of time sometimes once we get to the the future episodes that we've been doing. Because uh, we've had we've had some folks on our show and... Um, the Some Halo TV show episode. Oh, the Halo TV show episode comes out in like eight weeks, and I'm very excited about it coming out because man, it's a good episode. It's still kind of freaking me out though that it's eight weeks away because we recorded it probably. I want to say we recorded it probably like five weeks ago. Say about a month and a half. About yeah, a month, which is actually. kind of nuts to think about because yeah. it, it really does feel like it just happened. It just happened. Yeah. No, I, I agree. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Although I'm still waiting to hear back from our most recent guy who reached out to us to ask to be on the show. He's just very busy doing, I, I guess I could probably describe Stuff it and with like uh vague stuff he's working on an animation he's working on an animated i don't know if it's going to be a show or if it's just going to be an extended short but he's very busy and so what that means is he responds to the email he messages me on discord and then he never replies to me ever again because i guess he just gets so busy that he actually doesn't see my notifications pop so i'm just continuously sending him updates as a way of being like hey this is the updated topic list hey we're still waiting. Hey, I send one every week. I just try to keep up on those things. It's it's a good time. But hey, speaking of keeping up on things, uh, section three. Section three is th that's the Spartan one. <laughs> Spartans, though, they I mean, it's kind of hilarious how Oni treats Spartans because I mean, their whole shtick was like, oh, we're going to send you out to kill other humans. And then they're like, Halsey, you rotten bastard. You wanted this. <laughs> so as far so this is the the division as well that, you know, went in, stole the the children, and then replaced them with copies that would eventually meet like a tragic fate so their parents wouldn't like really think about it or anything like that. That did happen, you know, if the clones actually died anyway. Right. Well, so okay kind of backtracking section zero you know this you said section zero is the one that you know checks everything did they know about all that stuff or were they like opposed to it were they in on it and just oh, let they, it happen they knew every time like every time okay. something like that like there's there's there were a couple times where a child would so there were two different things that could happen one the child doesn't die if the child doesn't die that's fine uh it's not like they're gonna go and take out the kid like you know they're they have some morals okay uh <laughs> some. they're there very very little but they are there they were supposed to die anyway but they didn't mm -hmm. so it's not like they're gonna go kill them now geez it, it, uh, it's just it's just funny because like describing section zero it's literally it literally says in charge with rooting out and illegal and eliminating illegal programs they quite literally have to eliminate themselves <laughs> it was just like yeah, it's just funny that, that there's a section like that that exists and then they're aware of, you know, kidnapping children and replacing them with a, a, a clone copy so the family doesn't bat an eye that their child is not getting pumped full. Their actual child is not getting pumped full of chemicals and augmentations that may or may not survive to go fight aliens light years across the galaxy. It's just, it's just. And so their parents just have to deal with, oh, my child has a mysterious illness and uh, he'll die and they'll be confused for the rest of their lives and likely um, never recover. It's it's just that simple. <laughs> that's, that's simple. If, if you think about it, it's so simple. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. There's There was another outcome that's, I think, much worse. Uh, the other outcome is... You know, the kid lives, and then the Spartan finds their clone. Oh, my God. That, that is has horrifying. happened on multiple occasions. Like, that's not, like, it, it, really? it was rare, but it's happened multiple times. In the future, we're going to talk about, like, I think uh, not in 10, 10 weeks, we're going to be talking about uh, Halo Legends, 
the whole show, which I want to actually like sit down and watch the show with you guys from start to finish. It's like it's the size of a normal movie. Um, just so that we're prepared for that episode because there's a lot to talk about. But uh, yeah, there's one in particular. I won't touch on it too much because we want to talk about it in that episode. But there's one where a Spartan comes upon their clone. Oni is well aware of the fact that she's going to run into the clone. It's not supposed to be possible. Uh, if you remember Hunt the Truth, you know, there were moments, there was a, the, the one moment where it's like Ben shouldn't have been able to run into this guy. It shouldn't have been possible. We had systems in place to make sure that they were never on the same flight, that they never ran into each other. That sort of thing was also kind of there for when Spartans and children were involved, which was going to be like the Spartans would be specifically on deployments that they would not have any chance of running into their their younger selves. But uh, there were some times where it was like, oh, they are going to run into them. Like they're going to be face to face with their clone. We can't stop it from happening. What do we do? Most of the time, it was just let it happen because it was almost certain that the Spartan would kill themselves. Oh, I'll be damned. the other option, the Spartan kills the kid and then themselves. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, you know, some pretty happy, cheery stuff. Yeah, I hope you're having a good, a really good night, James. So the the chief he he had a clone, correct? Uh, yeah, every single Spartan had a clone. Uh, chiefs. Do we know what happened to his? Clone? Yeah, he died at the age of six. Really? Yep, dead. Uh, that Under actually what, like what, what as circumstances? Most clones. Uh, the circumstances of his body just started deteriorating. Ah, <laughs> so most of them they were designed to die. Yeah, yeah. I I, I figured, but like, isn't there like something like something like completely other than that? like you know deteriorate like try like can't like certain crazy things happen to them as well like planned events by oni to kill off the kids that's that was honestly too much and they basically just opted for the clone would eventually experience total organ failure Uh, okay so they had like an average lifespan of like one to six or seven and then like they 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 could not live past the age of seven the only chance that they had is if and it's very rare because you had to have some pretty darn good doctors but it was possible for a doctor to save the kid's life wild yeah because basically like the doctor would have to identify where the disease is coming from because it is more like a disease than anything else and then centralize it, isolate it, and then it can't spread throughout the rest of the body. Which meant that most of the time, the clones that lived would end up with a disability of some kind. Most often, it was they would lose, like they would lose feeling in their legs. They would need wheelchairs. Has there ever been a time where like a family's taken their clone child to like a doctor, and the doctor's like, "This might be a clone." Like, has that has that like has anything ever happened like that? And then like the doctor just ends up going missing <laughs> because he, he accidentally became a whistleblower about oh, like, yeah, this is not your kid. This is a clone of your kid. Not so far, and that's probably due to the fact that clones are extremely convincing. They're ex- they're expensive, they're difficult to make, but with Oni, it was it's something they can just do. They can perfectly copy a human being, basically. No they way. Never and I imagine they would they would uh I imagine they would um essentially pass like any kind of test. Yeah. Like to like gene test to anyone else it's just a human being and it is that's the thing though it is a human being it is a living breathing and human biologically being. related to the parents yeah that's the terrifying bit is that like it has basically everything about the person that it's copying this isn't like you know their genetics are clearly copied this is like this is your child Th- this child has your child's memories and it will in the morning be your child however it's not them it's a it's a very small thing, but it's the more you think about it, it's more like, man, you're you're just you're a set of parents on some outer colony world where no one will know. No one will notice. No one will care. Your kid is just suddenly sick. And in like a month, your kid is effectively just a corpse, like just a living <laughs> corpse. And oh, God. Yeah, I'm glad child corpses are so funny. That <laughs> <laughs> a month later, your child is literally a corpse. It's just like <laughs> casually, your child is a corpse. 
And, uh, you know, then that, that was the importance also in maintaining Spartan uh, Spartan anonymity. You know, never take off your helmet, that sort of thing. Because if the parents recognize the kid, uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> so that has never happened. Uh oh! Someone's disappearing. Yeah, but uh, anyone who has ever recognized any Spartan never, never happened, uh, except for Hunt the Truth. But anyone who has ever experienced a moment where they're like, "Wait, I know that guy." Wait, what? And well, they disappear. They get vanished. They they get uh removed from the equation from in one way or another. It's, I mean. Oni has way too many options to make people disappear effectively. Like, first of all, you have uh, just outright. They know how to, you know, caustic soda someone's body away. Uh, Second of all, they know how to rip up an entire person's apartment or house effectively, remove every bit of data about them. So then they never existed in any system ever and then kill them. Uh, Or if they don't feel like killing them which is honestly kind of frequently that they don't feel like killing people. They will have these special facilities for locking people away. Um, the most popular, of course, because it was brought up in Hunt the Truth, which Hunt the Truth is next week. That's our next episode that we're going to be doing. So you're going to want to stick around for that one. Uh, in Hunt the Truth, we get introduced to Midnight Facility, which Midnight Facility is uh, it's rough. Not not ideal for a human being to stay in. It's probably the best way to put it. Uh, so that's that's section three. That's that's section three and section zero working together to do some pretty awful things. But then you have a very, very chill and calm section four. Section four is literally just they go and check out new worlds and try to see which ones are are good for colony expansion that's it that's all they do like, i like this world this one's neat. wait I, midnight facilities in a freaking asteroid yeah what the hell yeah this picture on the halopedia that goes along with it very charming helps with the aesthetic are you talking about benjamin jero with the bloody glass and stuff yeah <laughs> it reminds me of the black o- the black ops one main menu when you switch it over to zombies and you get one of the guys banging on the window that's exactly what it looks like okay <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah benjiro is not a you know he's not in captivity because he knows too much he's hiding from the zombies <laughs> but you know they're breaking in so he needs help it's it's kind of messed up now ever since i listened to hunt the truth for the seventh time uh I can no longer experience anything that has Keegan Michael Key in it without being like, it's him. <laughs> so literally, we were at the uh, football hall of fame enshrinement, and he was hosting that year. And like, you sent me that, like, like this that joke, and I couldn't stop thinking about hearing him be like, John Madden, he was my hero. <laughs> like, <laughs> he should be everyone's hero. <laughs> getting dragged off the stage by Hall of Fame officials. <laughs> Wait. I will not be silent about this. Oh, Midnight gosh. F- purpose of Midnight Facility is to make high asset prisoners disappear. Like, are we talking insurrections? Covenant? Both? Anybody. Anyone that, go- that is anyone so that, 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 that is deemed a threat to either humanity or, more commonly, the office itself. So it could literally be just like an average citizen that has dirt on owning this. Like, yeah, we need you gone. Benjamin Jarreau. Yeah, that's essentially <laughs> what Ben Jarreau is. Oh, my God. He's just a guy. He's a journalist. Like, that's so all that he can, is. That, that can go from Covenant, Banished, Insurrections, or just an average Joe who just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and see something he wasn't supposed to. Hey there, Halo fans. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. From what I'm reading, it seems like it. <laughs> I'm seeing a few things on here. It's just like, yeah, you're going to disappear without a trace and no one's ever going to find you. And it's pretty, uh, it's a, oh my God. Because it passes as just a prison, but it's more than a prison. It looks like it was more or less just to, me- to execute, like it almost looks like just execute people, like just find somewhere to kill people off. It's not even that though. Like Ben has, there's no plan to kill Ben. There's just 
holding him forever. Its own security force. It has its own security force. I can't find the name of the security force. Is there a name for it? Any station in Oni's possession, they have their like they have everything covered. There's there's no gaps in Oni security. You you either have to puncture it or you have to have someone on the inside. There's no way to get through Oni security. It's simply impossible. So for everything that they ever do, because we don't even know all the stations they have. We don't know all of the information they have. We don't know where they source half the things that they do. They just can do pretty much all these things. And it's because of reasons that we don't know about just yet, which I'm okay with never knowing. Honestly, I've kind of thought about it. And oh I'm my like, God. Kind of there, there was, there was a doctor that was uh, sentenced to this facility because she allowed Julem Dama to, to escape from an Oni, Oni research facility. Trevelyan? I think Trevelyan? I think that's how, I don't know how that's pronounced, but yeah, she got thrown there just because Julem Dama escaped. That's pretty sh**. I mean, like, I mean, I get it, but like, what are you going to do if a bunch of aliens just come kick your door in, start blasting lasers and say, we're taking Julem Dama and you're going to do not a damn thing about it. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> What are you supposed to do? I did. Um, I imagine you. I imagine you let them take tools. Exactly, and that's that's what <laughs> happened. She nope midnight facility. That's just yeah, <laughs> wild. After a ter- wait, after a terrorist attack on Earth, Gek Lar was detained and interrogated at. Who is Gek Lar? Hold on, I got to learn into the, this. The, Gek was in. Gek Halo was 4. in. Yeah, he was in Spartan Ops. He was the. He was the guy. Oh my that god, was... he was. Yeah, I just hovered over the name, and I'm looking at. God, he's the one he's that kicked the shit out of that Spartan Four. <laughs> yeah, and Gek then Law he got detained. lucky. He was detained and interrogated at Midnight Facility, but he managed to escape. That's pretty. How do you escape something like that? Is he the only one? Um, it probably be a f- Chad. How do you like escaping something like you're on an a- you're in an asteroid? How do you? It's leave? much easier to do when you're when you're not a human being. That's that's a simple I way mean, to put I it. I mean, I'd imagine, but like God, like if it's as I mean, do you not remember Gek? Gek was kind of baller. No, I I, I have yeah. You know, aside it, from that one part where he out. blew up all of his friends. Oh my you god! Know, he was baller until he blew up his friends. <laughs> <laughs> then he might have crossed the line. <laughs> oh gosh! Wild. Okay, so uh, pushing forward because we we have just a little bit more to cover uh, for the rest of Oni. Um, we have subdivisions and all that, but we're not going to really worry about those guys because they're just you know they're they're subdivisions. They're just part of the sections, but doing more specific things. Um. So Oni security, that's what you were talking about with the stations. Those guys are pretty much just Marines. They volunteered. Uh, either they volunteer or they get recruited. Um, they're just, they're soldiers. They're normal soldiers that are specifically tasked to Oni. So you could you could consider them special forces if you want to. But ultimately, they're, they're just soldiers. They're just guys. Um, there's uh, probably the coolest aspect of uh, Oni is definitely going to be their military units just because Oni is not really commonly there for military stuff but when they are they have some pretty cool stuff to use some pretty neat toys uh, Oni Mantis and Oni Wasp <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my true loves from Halo 5 the, only, the best part was the vehicle variants the Oni Mantis and Wasp the Oni Wasp was the only Oh yeah, Oni Wasp was the, the only, the only like, no, vi- just the I mean, only. Hannibal Wasp was good, but like the Oni Wasp was like, dude, the the Hannibal the only Wasp take always made me mad with how it was a grenade launcher instead of a rocket launcher. It was yeah, it was a little, little odd, but I mean, it got the job done. Oni Wasp was definitely the best. It just Wait, the Wasp yeah. itself can just does not take damage well. If it wasn't and made of Oni cardboard, it'd be great. Yeah, well, no, one hundred percent. But I mean. I'd rather just have the Hornet back. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I'm thinking of iconic Oni ships or any vehicle whatsoever, I'm always thinking of the Prowler. You ever seen them things, Shane? They're pretty snazzy. Uh, look, look up uh, here, here, Shane. Hit, look up the UNSC Aladdin ship. Yeah, uh, ships and vehicles. Prowler, point blank class Prowler. That looks 
baller. It is attractive. It is one of the coolest ships that the <laughs> UNSC has, and they're basically exclusively it looks, it used by Oni. Yeah, that thing look doesn't look human. <laughs> it looks like something the Banished would pull up on you in. It's wild. All black the, the out. Things I mean, it's on it. Well, you know, this is a good segue. Speaking of an Oni Prowler, it does look like an alien ship. That's why they disguised it as a jackal pirate ship and shot at the, uh, the Sangheili fleets. I'll be damned. Uh, <laughs> that means they were fighting you the know, You know, James, sense, you, seem to know, you seem to know things that I don't this time. So feel free to dive more into that because I didn't, I didn't know that part. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, um, the shadow of intent was heavily damaged by an Odie Prowler, um, <laughs> obviously post-war during the whole let's, uh, let's genocide the saying Healy secretly, uh, thing that Oni was Normal. doing. Poor guys. Um, there's not much else to it. That's just, they just did that. He's using a Prowler. <laughs> I mean, Oni, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. it, it yeah, checks but, out. I mean, Oni was like, I, I, I already know that uh, if Brian were here, rest in peace, he would absolutely be pointing out, because it's Kilo 5 stuff, uh, he would be pointing out that with Oni, one of the biggest things about Oni was that post-war, their primary goal, well, one of their primary goals, was to ensure that the Sangheili population never unified. That was their their actual like primary goal with the elites was like if they unify, they still have enough power to run a significant risk against humanity. We need to make sure they are constantly in a state of civil war. And also we need to come up with a plan to genocide them at any time. <laughs> and so they came up with like a bunch of different options for for just genociding all of them but for the most part they just made it so that the elites were constantly in infighting and part of that was using that prowler to open fire on uh the shadow of intent to make it look like it was another elite ship that attacked it jackal pirate ship sorry my bad i'm so sorry i you know i don't play these games brother <laughs> Uh, now, it should be noted, though, uh, Oni is not always that good at cleaning up its own messes, ever. Uh, in fact, one of the most famous f***-ups you could probably find from Oni's repertoire was the one time that I don't remember the guy's name, but it was a high-ranking officer in the Office of Naval Intelligence, and it was like his father or something was an insurrectionist. And so he signed on to the Office of Naval Intelligence, worked his way up the ladder to a commanding position, like very high position, convinced three Prowler crew, crews to secretly work for him. And then when the time was right, he stole those three Prowlers. <laughs> God. And uh, Oni was he like, likes. oh, sh oh, no. <laughs> Not the prowlers. Oh, that, that oh no! <laughs> that freaking meme where they're just like, oh, oh, oh no! no. <laughs> That's basically what happened. That moment in—I don't remember what I book it was in specifically. I know it's in one of the Master Chief stories. It might be in Silent Storm, but it was like, oh, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's not good because, dude. I mean, it was just a guy who is now an insurrectionist revealed to be an insurrectionist. And he has three prowlers. Prowlers, Shane, I don't know if you saw this. Prowlers can go into camo. I did not know that. You can't see them. They they can straight up just vanish. Rip that straight from the, the covenant, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's packed with basically every single bit of stolen technology they've ever found. Like, they basically were just like, how much can we jerry-rig into this thing? Like, dude, this storage base. Can you huge. imagine, like, if this was just like, standard issue shit that the unsc like just used on a day-to-day -day basis i mean it's like they want those kind of ships obviously. i mean yeah i mean like the all like the, like you said before the ultimate goal is like to make sure like to have to have every single soldier in the unsc be like to be some level of like a spartan like the base the, the basis of humanity should be a spartan as far as the military goes yeah i'm trying to find the uh the specific story just so that i can you know, I can actually uh, catch more of what had happened in that moment because it was just like, oh, my gosh, that happened. How could that have happened? But, you know, there's a, there's the chance that no one's really written about it, which wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. But it was still like 
Jeez, man. I mean, it was high ranking dude steals a bunch of prowlers, takes all of the soldiers on board. They are all working for him. I don't remember how that story ended. I know that it eventually did come around and it was taken care of. I'm fairly certain by blue team, but it was still like, I mean, Oni is not invulnerable. They get attacked from the inside more than anything else. Speaking of them not being able to cover their own ass, I, I, I keep forgetting about this, but like, what was their stupid reason for um, Arizona getting absolutely glassed by the Didact in Halo 4? Was it Arizona? Uh, Arizona, yeah, Arizona got, got well, specifically uh, Phoenix. Well, what was it? They had some goofy, like, reason as to what the hell happened. Was it, what was it again? I need to know. Uh, honestly, I do not remember. I will, I will check that, uh, real quick. Okay, I mean, if you want to keep talking, I can kind of look into it. I might be able to find it. Well, I, the thing is that I'd be just talking just, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be talking about anything. Um, it, it, that's the thing. I don't know if we actually got a solid answer as to what Oni said happened there. I do know that uh, what they said for something like what happened to Voy and the no, entirety I of the rest of Africa. You've, to you've told me like what Oni's like cover up was for Phoenix in Halo Four. You told me you you gave me a specific like cover up. They they said something and it always used to crack me up because of how just dumb it was. Like thousands of people just evaporated like it's nothing and it was like the dumbest cover-up of all time I, I really forget what it is but oh my god you told me it used to make me laugh uh, well let, let's let's see let, let's let's see this real quick I'll, I'll just start reading through this and we'll see if we eventually come upon it all right sound good okay fine by me wait what'd you say james i demand to know okay okay here i go <clears throat> New Phoenix was originally two separate cities, Flagstaff and Phoenix. As the populations and boundaries of both cities grew to intersect, they agreed to become one large metropolis. Wow, very cool. The New Phoenix Incident. During his swift attack on Earth on July 4th or July 24th, 2557, the Didact was able to position his flagship, Mantle's Approach, in geosynchronous orbit above the city. Despite resistance from the UNSC home fleet, he activated the composer, creating or converting New Phoenix's population of 7 million into digital uh, form so and disintegrating their bodies thousands. within 90 it was seconds. millions of people, literally. It was the entire city. <laughs> no one made it out of that city. The attack ended when the Spartan II, known as the Master Chief, destroyed Mantle's approach and the composer with a havoc nuclear weapon, sparing the rest of the planet from New Phoenix's fate. However, many of the harvested mines were sent to the composer's abyss on Installation 03 and later to Requiem via slipspace translocation to be implanted into the new Promethean Knights for the Didact's mechanical army. Not long after the attack, the Didact's Covenant followers opened slipspace portals in an Oni base located in the city through a Forerunner device Oni had been studying there. Again, with these guys and their <laughs> stupidity. Covenant and Promethean forces invaded the city through the portals, but an Oni research team, with the help of a Spartan headhunter, managed to use a Forerunner artifact known as the Conduit to close the portals and halt the assault. Due to the nature of the composer, the city's infrastructure remained intact. New Phoenix was quarantined after the Holocaust. Gosh, the fact that we can use that word. New Phoenix was quarantined after the Holocaust and remained off limits. The UNSC hid the details of the innocent from the, from the public, concealing it as a covenant attack, mm -hmm. a story that was likely corroborated by the invasion of the Oni facility. Six months later, however, John Sullivan, an, on uh, an Oni public relations officer, uh, you'll probably know him better as Sully, from uh, a covenant attack. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's so. a, a cover up, like saying a covenant. Like, imagine being in such a shitty point as humanity or an entire like city, like seven million people just get vaporized. And, like, oh no, it was just aliens, you know, the people that we said we defeated years ago. No, they're back and they just completely. Well, that's that's the thing, actually. Okay, I was wrong. This isn't this isn't Sully. Sully is Michael Sullivan. Forgot about that. John Sullivan, though. An Oni public relations officer released a statement that the attack was not of Covenant origin. So there was a there was a whistleblower inside of Oni that said that. Midnight facility. <laughs> He's gone. Midnight facility. Midnight facility. One hundred percent. On March 24th, 2558, eight months after the attack, the city's quarantine was lifted. Dr. Ruth Charest, president of the United Earth Government 
presided over New Phoenix's rebirth ceremony. Spartan Tadra Grant accompanied Spartan Gabriel Thorne as he re returned to the city and visited his family's home. So Thorne got to go home eventually. It's just funny. They quarantined his the family's home so with no family start... inside of it because they got disintegrated. I was going to say, they quarantined the city just to vacuum up all the ashes on the ground. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. I'm just picturing like a shop vac sound. Listen to this thread I found on uh, Reddit. This is actually really funny. I found this. I found this while you were uh, reading that, Austin. The thread did only cover up the composing event on Earth during Halo Four. Some guy below that, his name is Anonymous Oni, and he has an Oni logo in his in his uh, profile picture. It says, "What are you talking about? There was no composing event on Earth. That was a terrorist group who used a biological weapon on New Phoenix." <laughs> That, wow. That's so funny. That's, how, that's so how funny. How dare you insinuate that something else may have happened? <laughs> that's so funny. It's probably like they probably felt a little justified saying that after what happened with uh, the plot of Halo Nightfall, where and it was then, like the Sangheili somehow and found then, a biological and then hear this, weapon. And then hear this. Us. The most liked comment on the thread is only five words it was a gas leak. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entirety, the entirety of New Phoenix gas. Seven million people gas leak, gas leak from an elementary school. Seven million people. <laughs> Honestly, I saw what happened in New Phoenix. When are we gonna fix the climate? Oh goodness! Already, <laughs> you know, like this should be it's, the sign. It, this should be the thing it, you people it, needed. But now New Phoenix is gone because it, of the climate change. I'm, I'm just saying. Because, like, dude, it just got way too hot in Arizona. <laughs> That's why everyone is literally ashes. You know, everyone decided to step outside because they wanted it to be there. Like, no way the sun's vaporizing people today. Then they went out there and boom. <laughs> I can imagine just opening the door. Just, ah, just, you're gone. Just, <laughs> just straight up. You walk out. Then you end up getting dumped into a trash can out of a shop vac after it gets filled up. Like, that's... It's just, the, it's just oh said, like, people just coming out of their house and immediately, like, just, oh, what a beautiful day, just deleted. Literally Literal children being born and getting spawned killed by the composer. <laughs> no, hold on, what happens when the baby's consciousness is translated <laughs> into the night? Does the night behave like a baby? <laughs> Is it a baby? <laughs> Is it a baby? Now, okay, unrelated be... question. Okay, so... We are straying Avengers, off topic. <laughs> snap. Okay. <laughs> the snap happens. Avengers. Okay, baby yeah. disappears. Mom doesn't. Oh my God. What happens when everyone comes back? <laughs> oh my God. I don't like this. <laughs> okay, you said... You said, you said baby disappears... Mom stays, baby right? And, yeah, baby and baby and Tommy disappears. Mom's still there. Okay, so okay, they reverse uh, the thing. Does mom as, just go as, back to being pregnant, or does she like explode? No, okay, <laughs> no, okay. So here's the thing. I I think we're not taking into account the fact that if we're talking about snapping. You will return based on what we saw. Okay, I know that I'm pulling out some pretty some some pretty niche things here, but in Hawkeye. You saw that you remained in the exact same location when you got snapped. So this means there would just be a bunch of developing babies just plopping onto the ground out of nowhere. Oh <laughs> oh, that's even worse than I right, We need to stop this. <laughs> this is too much. But no, here's the funny one. Okay, here's the funny part. Just picture how many people got snapped got snapped mid flight between locations and then suddenly they just that is not the, the plane I, just vanishes. That is not the direction I thought you were going. Can you imagine the amount of people that got snapped mid I'm like, oh god, mid what Austin? <laughs> mid what? <laughs> oh my god. No, but like for real with the aircraft <laughs> one. Like, it, like you you're in mid flight and you get snapped and next thing you know the plane is gone and you're falling. <laughs> <laughs> you come back and you're just like 
yeah, like thousands of feet in the air. Oh. Like, congrats to something tells congrats me they the didn't people. think of everything when it came to the logistics of this. Well, no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like trying to bring in time travel. Time travel messes up everything. Because here's okay, real quick. I actually I've been thinking about this a whole lot, so I just want to kind of get this out before my brain explodes from just overthinking it so much. Time travel as a plot device is cool, but it never works because if if you go back in time and you change the future, that doesn't work because you've already done it. There is no time where you went and changed the future because that's just the future now. It never happened. So the future has always been the future that way. But it was different before. But now it's not because you changed the future. So now you never went back and did it. But you also did. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but not really. I don't. You lost me there. You really you, did. You get it together, Shane. Okay. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was just... I was going in so many different directions. I couldn't follow. I'm like... But I have a stroke. Oh. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, so, uh, get no, it together, no, listen, James. Listen, I'm just, I'll try to say this simple. I'll try to say it even simpler <laughs> for you, Shane. Basically, you can't go and change the future because you've already done it. Okay. That's what I'm, I that's what I'm saying. If you have a movie or a show and the plot is like, oh, we're going to go back in time and change it. Well, you can't do that. You already did it. That's that's kind of why it's it's sort of easier to see how it works with uh, Avengers because they do their best to not intrude on anything except for like the whole thing of Loki getting away and sparking his own popular TV show, which was his plan in canon. Um, <laughs> I do like that it immediately went wrong. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm so yeah, that that's that's partly partially why a lot of people just kind of stay away from the whole time travel thing. I mean, that was the really big mistake they made with the stage play sequel to Harry Potter with the Cursed Child, where like most of it is just nostalgia bait using the time turner to go back in time. It's so dumb. It's really dumb, especially since that's not how freaking time turner works. Anyway, so uh Halo will never go in that direction though. I don't think so. Because we already have some form of Who time knows? travel going on there, there. You have methods of time travel that exist, but they're like they're they're not cool. Touches on it very briefly in Halo Infinite. The longest time jump that I think has ever happened is like three weeks. There was there was a three week time jump where a UNSC ship was able to jump three weeks into the past. I think if I remember how correctly. was uh, how, how long was Master Chief was was a few days, wasn't he? Or was he like a few was he? I thought he was about a week, wasn't he? Or is it like three days? I want to say it was like three days, actually. I, uh, at the end of Infinite, when he when he was inside the ring and he came back out, and uh, Fernando was like, "Oh, why could I haven't been able to find you? Where have you been? You just popped up on my radar." And Cortada was like, "Oh, we somehow we've managed to go, blah blah blah, x amount of days into the future." So I mean, he did it too un unintentionally but he did do it yeah, that's true yeah there's some also there's all sorts of very interesting things happening in that realm it's it's a very strange sort of uh that's what it, i was right hold on i just found it uh the first instance of any time travel happening was in first strike that's the novel that uh is what takes place immediately after comedy evolved where Chief and the survivors of the Battle of Installation 04 end up going three weeks into the past due to a Forerunner slip space crystal. Pretty based. Yeah. Well, we got to get more of so those. Stuff just kind of <laughs> happens like that. It's There's no real good explanation. It's just time travel is mostly just an accident in the Halo canon, which I'm okay with because, like I said, time travel just causes a whole lot of uh, of just you can't the the only way that I know that time travel would work. And I, I've discussed this many times with uh, a couple other people who think way too much about how the time space continuum works in physics and all of that. Technically, if we were to ever master time travel, you would only be able to realistically time travel into the future. You would never be able to go back to the past. It's, it's wow. rough, but that's just the way it is, buddy. I'm sorry. So anyway, well, uh, that's, <laughs> that's basically the gist of Oni though. There's many details to go into, but since, we're going to be here for a while, probably. At least, you know, we all hope so. I think. I hope you hope that we're around for a while. Well, we got a lot to cover. 
and we have a lot of time on our hands to do so. So we're going to probably come back to Oni eventually, but we got all of our other topics to deal with first. I just know that I want to go back and, and talk about Oni specifically, talk about um, Parangoski and uh, her subsequent replacement, Sarah Nosman. They're both very cool. I want to talk about them a lot because they're really cool. Uh, and aside from that, that that's Oni. Uh, any any final questions, class? No. <laughs> I am good. <laughs> I don't have anything else. I'm saving everything. Everything. Anything I have, I'm just going to throw out during the after show. Sounds good. Speaking of the after show, you can join us on the after show starting up here in a bit Look on patreon.com forward slash jumperscape. That's J-U-M-P-E-R-S-C-A-P-E. I'm sure you were following along with that. Uh, you can join us over there. We're going to just talk. That's usually what Terminals is. Because, you you know, you access Terminals and you get random conversations happening that somewhat seem related to what you're doing. That's the whole That was like the whole pun. I'm sure you figured that out. Jeez. So anyway, we're going to be heading over there. But if you want to join the conversation that's happening live every single day, you can go over and join our Discord at discord.gg forward slash jumperscape. We're talking there all the time, having a good old time. Although I couldn't help but notice that you guys never freaking talk, Shane and James. Uh-huh. Well, I have a whole Discord filled with people who want to hear your voices and hear from you. People are talking. There are people talking tonight about playing Halo Infinite tomorrow, and they want us to join them. And you don't even see them. What's Discord? What? he is that the funny part about this question is that we are currently in the jumperscape discord recording this episode using the secret library record vc (laughs) so if at any point you want to try to coax uh james or shane out of hiding you feel free to join over to our discord otherwise we'll see you in the after show if we don't then we'll see you next week when we talk about hunt the truth one of the greatest things that ever came out of halo's canon thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week the library was produced and published by jumperscape audio funding was provided by our fantastic patrons on patreon big thanks to dark salad 42 and connor clark If you enjoy the show and wish to support Jumperscape's future projects or get some sweet benefits, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash jumperscape or become part of this truly special community at discord.gg slash jumperscape. Thank you for your listenership and we hope you enjoyed.